Greetings and welcome to episode number 33 of the Chirping the Cats podcast. I'm your host, David Zwork, and uh, I wanted to put together just a quick reaction pod to the uh, trade deadline now that it's passed. And uh, now that I've had a chance to kind of digest all of the moves that were made by the Panthers, and now that we've heard from some of the players and from uh, general manager Bill Zito as well. So we'll start with a move that was made last Thursday when Florida and Chicago made a five-player swap. Florida sending Brett Connolly and the remaining money in term on his contract, along with prospects Henrik Borgstrom and Riley Stillman, uh, and a 2021 seventh-round pick as well. All of that going to Chicago in exchange for Lucas Walmark, uh, who Florida also acquired at last year's trade deadline, and uh, Lucas Carlson, a young prospecty defenseman. Um, so with getting Walmart back, the Panthers are going to get a guy who's going to give him some center depth, uh, somebody who can go right into that bottom six if needed. You know, probably be just kind of a part of the rotation that guys like Yuho Amico and uh, E2 Lusterainen and Owen Tippett and just the guys that have been rotating in and out of the bottom six. So I, I imagine he'll just kind of join that fray as well. Um, and Walmart uh, will wear jersey number 71. For those of you who are interested in those kind of things, I will, uh, I'll make sure to mention those on the pod for all the new guys as well. Um, Carlson, he's going to start in the taxi squad. He's, you know, another depth defenseman, if you're noticing a trend here. Uh, you know, along with the likes of uh, Noah Juleson or uh, Gus Forsling. Uh, what was Riley, you know, what we thought was going to be Riley Stillman. So essentially Carlson will slide into that spot for now. Uh, and he'll wear number 32. Uh, the big part of this deal really was Zito uh, getting rid of Connolly in the $3.5 million cap hit through the next uh, two seasons after this one. Uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough, you know, a little tough pill to swallow to, to move on from Henrik Borgstrom. You know, first round pick, all the fanfare was amazing at Denver. Uh, never really materialized when he turned pro, whether it was in Springfield or whether it was in Sunrise. Um is he going to blossom and turn a corner in Chicago that he didn't in South Florida? We'll see. You know, if Chicago's going to put him in a top six role, do all the things that the Panthers really didn't do with Bordstrom, that's going to be the, the real test if he even gets to take it. So we'll see what, what happens with Henrik in Chicago. I'm really not crazy about losing Riley Stillman just because you know he'd really been ascending through his time with Florida. He had a really solid training camp. I liked him a lot after training camp, and uh, I, I think uh, that was probably a bigger part of this trade. Than, than most people were, were thinking, at least. Uh, Riley Stillman, probably a bigger piece. But overall, you, you have to be happy with the deal as it gives Florida some flexibility. And, and it's just another example of Zito shedding some of these uh, these contracts that were weighted when he signed here. He did it with Mike Matheson, and now he's done it again with uh, Brett Connolly. Uh, as we move further along down the timeline, uh, we get to Saturday when... Zito flipped a third round pick in this summer's draft to the Buffalo Sabres and uh, got back a top four defenseman, one that uh, we knew that the Panthers were coveting. Uh, before even Aaron Ekblad got hurt last month, we knew that they were looking at defensemen. And once once the injury happened, then we knew for sure that it would be something high on their list of needs. And sure enough, they bring in Brandon Montour from Buffalo uh, to fill that top four role. Uh, Montour, he's really had a tough few years on some pretty shitty teams, uh, whether it was his last couple of years in Anaheim or his time in Buffalo. Um, you know, for a guy that the first couple of years of his career got a pretty good taste of the playoffs on some pretty good Anaheim teams, it's been a rough, a rough few seasons for Montour. And, you know, it shows in your play when you play for teams that are poor defensively and you're a defenseman, uh, it's, it's going to look bad. But 
Looking at what Florida gets in Montour, you get a versatile uh, puck-moving defenseman, somebody who can hold on to the puck. He's in a drive play. Um, you know, he might not be the best in his own end. Like, I'm, I'm not, my expectations aren't super high in the defensive zone, but but on the same token, they weren't for Radko Gudas either, and he's been amazing in their own end. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely looking at Montour with an open mind. But uh, what he's going to add, most of what he's going to give to the Panthers is a guy that can hold on to the puck, which is great in Coach Q's systems. And he's a guy that can drive play, whether it's you know pushing the puck up himself, whether it's using a nice outlet pass to find his guys. Uh, he's going to be good in that transition game. And I really do think that Montour's style of play fits Florida and what they're trying to do. I think it was a really good pickup by Zito. And, and Montour's going to fit well in Q's systems. Uh, he's going to wear jersey number 62. Uh, the, the Dennis Malden Memorial jersey will go to Brendan Montour. Um, you know, I mentioned the playoff experience he had earlier in his career. And um, something that, that you just kind of read when looking at some of the scouting reports on Montour uh, across the board. Strong skater. Strong legs. Uses his legs to push. Um, th- that's something that you really like to hear from a D-man. So you know, I'm excited about the Montour signing. I think of the available defensemen that were out there. Uh, Montour fits this scheme well, and I, I'm not so focused on the numbers he's had on some horrible teams in Buffalo and Anaheim and to say that this guy, uh, just 27 years old, is washed up or he's past his prime or any of that stuff. Uh, it's a good signing. I'm, I'm good with the Brandon Montour deal. Um, and it's also nice, you know, he's UFA anyway, so if you don't like what you've seen, uh, you can move on. But Bill, D- Bill Zito did say when he spoke to us earlier today that the guys he brought in, whether it's Montour or Gusev or Sam Bennett, we'll get to those guys in a minute, uh, they're all guys that could fit in the long-term picture. Uh, it's not just uh, re- you know trade deadline rentals that so many teams pick up. So you know, making moves that make you better for the playoffs, but also for the long term. You just gotta love everything that that Bill Zito's doing at this point. Uh, it, maybe it's just compared to a lot of the the rudderless ship effect that it's been going on in South Florida for a long, 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 long time. But uh, it, it's just nice the, the way it's being run right now. So that was Saturday, and then Sunday, uh, it's Saturday it comes out that Florida was a favorite to sign the new uh, unrestricted free agent Nikita Gusev after his contract was terminated by the Devils. Uh, Gusev was, an un- was, as I said, unrestricted free agent, could sign wherever he wants, and he picked Florida for the bargain price of one year, one million, prorated. It helps that his family had been living down here during the pandemic. His wife and his young child were living down here. Uh, I believe his wife had, they had a second baby uh, last December, I think, uh, when they were all back in New York getting ready for the season. But uh, South Florida's home. He's played down here uh, in, the, there's a rink in Miami Beach. You guys may, may or not, may not be familiar with it. But um, a lot of uh, Russian professionals have played down there. D- Darius Kasparaitis lives down here now, and he's just kind of like, one of the main guys that organizes everything, but uh, Ovechkin's skated down here. Uh, there, there's been a lot of guys uh, in recent years. Uh, Kovalchuk was down here. Um, so it, it, it definitely made a lot of sense. Um, but in Gusev, uh, the Panthers are getting a dynamic forward. He is, he's been one of the craftiest guys. Uh, he works well with other skill guys. He's not somebody that's going to be out there making highlight reel plays, you know, making those crazy toe drags or anything like that, but he's going to help carry a line. He's going to be like an infusion of more skill to a line, whether it's a Barkov line or a Huberto line. Uh, Coach Quenville spoke to the media earlier today and indicated that he was going to give Gusev, at least off the bat, a chance to skate on one of the top lines. He mentioned the power play. 
So they're going to put this guy in a position to succeed. Uh, over the course of his career, whether it was in the KHL with SKA St. Petersburg, whether it was with Team Russia, or even uh, his year in Jersey last year, he's been in a, a total assist machine. He makes things happen when he's on the ice. And uh, that's something that he's going to do for the Panthers. He had a slow start. His Last year was his rookie year, even though he was, he's in his mid to late 20s now. I think he's 28. Um, you know, he played a few years pro in the KHL. Uh, he won a KHL MVP in 17-18, and then the year after that, in 18-19, he led the KHL in scoring. Uh, the only reason he didn't win MVP last that year was because it went to uh, Kirill Kaprizov, uh, who is now going to probably be the rookie of the year in the NHL this season. Um, so yeah, Gusev had a lot of success over there in, in the KHL, and uh, you know he had a decent year with the Devils last year. He got, racked up a ton of assists, even though he got he got off to a slow start, which is why it was so impressive that he ended up finishing with whatever was like 44 points in 60 games, something along those lines, um, which is fine. Solid. Rookie in the NHL, first year. Uh, he didn't really get a good chance this year with the Devils. Like He stumbled earlier in the season, and the Devils were bringing in younger guys, and it just didn't work out for him at all. Um, and now he gets to do a fresh start in a place he wants to be with a lot of talented players on a team that's going to the playoffs. So um, I'm really excited for, for what Gusev can bring to the table. I, I saw a lot of him when he was in the KHL, when I was calling KHL games for DAZN. That was the year that he won. Uh, it was the year that he won the scoring title, not MVP. Um, and uh, SKA St. Petersburg got beat by uh, CSKA, which was Kirill Kaprizov's team in the uh, conference finals that year. But it was a lot of fun to watch Gusev lead that team um, that also had Pavel Datsuk on it. It had I- Igor Shesterkin, who's now the Rangers goaltender on it. Um, so th- there were some pa- some stacked teams at that time in the KHL, and and Gusev still was one of the the best. Um, so we'll see. Is he going to get to go on that top line? Is he going to maybe grab the spot that's been taken by Mason Marchment? Possibly. Uh, Anthony Duclair is supposed to be coming back in the Panthers next game, so you know we'll see where Duclair gets put because we've seen him get top line more lately. He's gotten lower line stuff, so you know I, I have a feeling that Q's in a at least give Gusev a really good look. Um, and we'll see. He's going to get time in the power play. I mentioned that. Q said he's going he's gonna to get a look in the power play as well. And Gusev is a right-handed shot. He's kind of uh, on the on his power play. He's kind of has a home for himself on the left side, which is interesting because the Panthers' power play, anytime they've had one of those lock-and-load shooters, whether it was the last couple of years with Mike Hoffman or recently uh, with Aaron Ekblad before his injury, it was on the right side. Um, so... And if you'll remember, the, there was one or two times where Ekblad floated over to the left and ended up getting off a one-timer to score. That's going to be Gusev's spot, probably. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting look for the power play, and it can only help because the power play's really been struggling of late. I believe they've only got one or two power play goals the entire month of March, and uh, this is the 12th that I'm recording this, so, yeah. Um, and one final note on Gusev is that he will wear jersey number 97 which is what he wore in Jersey, which is what he wore in uh, the KHL as well. And, you know, it's always cool to see a guy wearing one of those high numbers. Maybe he'll be able to live up to the expectations that come with a high number. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, And then that brings me to uh, the trade deadline, which is today. And the Panthers made a move uh, right before the buzzer. Uh, I think about 245, 250. Uh, They came down that they were acquiring former fourth overall pick Sam Bennett, from the Calgary Flames in exchange for uh, a second round pick in uh, the 2022 NHL draft. So that's next, not the not the upcoming draft, next draft in 2022. And then also 
uh, Emil Heinemann, the prospect that Florida took in the second round last year in this past draft. So a bit of a, a big price for Sam Bennett uh, when you think about it. Uh, but, you know, he is restricted free agent. Um, so Florida will get him for as long as they'd like. And Zito did say uh, earlier today that they, when they made the move for Bennett, they did they were looking at it as having somebody that they'd keep around for several years. So certainly appears that uh, this was not a another one of the uh, the deadline rentals that they've been avoiding. So good on Zito with that. Um, and then what what is Sam Bennett going to bring to the table? Well, he's going to bring to he's he's a great playoff player, and not just because he he's performed well in the playoffs, which he has. Um, I think he's at, he's at 19 points in 30 career playoff games, which is pretty damn good. Um, but he's also a playoff type of player in that he's a gritty skill guy. He's not afraid to throw his body around, but he can get things done around the net. He can score, he can shoot, he can pass. Um, he's not He hasn't turned into a superstar, which is kind of what you would expect from a guy taking fourth overall. Um, and yeah, that, that's... That, you know, that was in 2014, so we're well past that now. I mean, he's still only 24 years old, so there could still be, you know, a, a big ceiling for Sam Bennett. We don't know. But even if Florida gets the player that he's been the last couple of years, extremely solid guy, going to provide depth to your middle six. He can play center. He can play wing. Uh, he can play PK. He can play power play. And he already, he said he spoke to head coach Joel Quenville uh, earlier today, right before we did a Zoom, and he said that he told Q and Zito he'd play pretty much wherever he wants, wherever they want him to play. So that'll be nice. Sam Bennett, uh, he said he was extremely excited when he heard the news that he can't wait to get down here. Uh, we're not sure when that's going to be. He said his agent and the team were still trying to figure out uh, because of, you know, COVID protocols and quarantining and all that stuff. Bennett coming from Calgary about as far as you could be from the Panthers. Um, so I, I would imagine uh, he'd probably get down um, if he if he can't fin- finish the road trip, which Florida wraps up uh, in Tampa then I imagine he'd meet the team back down here uh, in South Florida and they'd get started next week. So but he's, he's that kind of guy that, that takes their game to another level when the playoffs roll around. And you think of like a, a Justin Williams, Mr. Game 7 kind of guy, or going back a little bit further, like a Glenn Anderson kind of guy who you know maybe didn't always put up great numbers during the regular season, but could always be counted on to perform and raise their game to another level when the playoffs arrived. Um, but just overall with uh, with Bennett, who will wear jersey number 93, uh, it looks like. That's what the Panthers website says. There hasn't been an official announcement yet. But um, he, he gives Bill Zito that, that depth that he was looking for, whether it be at center or just in that middle six. Um, and, and again, just a proven playoff performer, still just 24 years old. Um, will be the R- RFA after this year, so the Panthers will get that, that control. Um, but really, I mean, when you just look at, you know, looking over the big picture here at the guys that they brought in, um, obviously the, the big the big one that stands out would be Brandon Montour on the back line. Uh, he's going to probably eat up a really decent amount of minutes. Whether he gets any power play time, we'll see. Um, certainly a role that he's comfortable filling. Um, and then I, I'm I'm really liking this Nikita Gusev signing. I, I know what the ceiling could be with Gusev. I hope that he gets an opportunity to reach that kind of potential with Florida. I don't think they would have brought him here, and I don't think he would have signed here if both sides didn't feel that was going to at least be given an opportunity to happen. Um, so, you know, we'll see how it plays out. But 
it, again, you, you've, I've mentioned it, probably said I'm excited five times already on this podcast, um, but I really like Gusev, and I was pumped when I saw that, that Florida was signing him. And then the Sam Bennett move. I mean, look, when you get a guy who clearly has a lot of skill, uh, a lot of talent, and his reputation is big, oh, yeah, the guy's a good playoff guy? Oh, well, you know, pretty good. <laughs> All right, well, that's really everything I wanted to get to. I just wanted to pump out a quick podcast and go over all the moves, kind of examine everything, look at where they were going to fit in. And uh, I think we've done that. We're going to get back to it and uh, see how all these moves play out. It looks like uh, most of the new guys are going to meet up with the team in Tampa later this week. Uh, That's what Q said for Walmart and uh, Carlson after that trade. And then as well, uh, he reiterated today for Montour and Gusev. He said Montour and Gusev were already in South Florida and they were going to meet up with the team in Tampa so, yeah, a, a little bit more weight added to uh, what was already going to be a big two-game set with uh, cross-state rival Tampa Bay coming up later this week. So, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for episode 33 of the Chirping the Cats podcast. Thank you to everybody out there who uh, is subscribing and listening, and I really do appreciate it. And feel free to please let me know uh, what you think, good, bad, or otherwise. Uh, also, be sure to please check out my Panthers coverage on Local10.com or the Local10 app as well. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at David's Work for daily coverage of the Cats. And uh, you can also catch Chirping the Cats Radio live every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock on Onside Radio and OnsideRadio.com. So until next time, everyone, please uh, take care, stay safe, be kind, and stay cool.